Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you, and today is Friday, June 5th, and it's a different edition of the Week in Review this week. We'll have a full review of the Jaguars' march after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Throughout a week of mainly peaceful protests around Jacksonville, the Jaguars have been meeting and planning and they haven't been talking about football. As many people around the country are, they've been discussing social injustice and racism and what the path forward could be for themselves and their community. As a team, the Jaguars decided to do something immediately, and it's only the beginning of what's to come. It started with Friday's march from TIAA Bank Field to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office steps about a mile away and then back. The players and coaches and their families led the way, followed by most of the Jaguars' front office and business side, a total of about 250 people. When it ends, no one really knows. But as you'll hear, there's a vow to keep the momentum going for as long as it takes. It could be weeks, it could be months, years, it could be a few elections, or even a generation. But it's a start, and that's where the Jaguars are at the moment. We start at TIAA Bank Field at the beginning of the march with comments from Director of Player Development Marcus Pollard, wide receiver DJ Chark, kicker Josh Lambeau, and team chaplain and former offensive lineman Maurice Williams. I want to thank Coach Marone because all of this sparked from his vision, Coach uh, Coach Marone, Dave Caldwell, and our players. We had a team meeting on Tuesday, and the guy said, we need to do something, and we want to do something now. And so this came from that conversation. Coach said later for uh, virtual meetings that we're supposed to be having and learning football, he thought it was profound and very uh, productive that we do something and our players have a voice to say how they feel. And our guys decided this is something that they want to do right now. We have some other steps that we're going to continue to do, but I I want to thank Coach Marone for that vision, Dave Caldwell for that vision, for allowing our players to have a platform, to have this voice, to speak their opinions, and to have so many of them here today is awesome. DJ. You know, I'm just happy that we all can be here together to support something that means very, that's very dear to me and a lot of people that's out here. Um, You know, it's good to see the community come together. You know, police brutality and all the racism that's come up in the past months has been something that's been going on forever. You know, so it's great to see our voice come step out of the shadows and see y'all support us. And we all can do this together as a community. So thank you. Thank you, MP. Um, Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Um, There are a lot of things about these issues going on right now that I don't understand personally and that I I never will. Um, What I do know is there are people that came before us doing things of this nature that allowed a peaceful protest like this to occur. When change needs to happen, there is a system for us to force that change. And this is the start of it. And I'm here to support my teammates, all of them, doesn't matter what the color is. And I'm here to learn maybe a little bit more about how serious this is. And so thank you guys for letting me be here. Thank you all for being here. 
and uh, let's start to affect change. Thank you, Josh. Mo, will you? Definitely. Uh, you almost can feel the weight of the moment, this time in history. It just, um, there's been a lot that's been going on in 2020. From the pandemic, from now this, and this has been such a loss of life throughout the world. And this, you almost gather to this place, you're like, man, like, Lord, what is going on? Even if you don't know the Lord, you're like, man, what is going on right now? But I do notice one thing, no matter how much influence you have, no matter how much money you have, but we're all being called to, to wonder what, what is going on with God. There has to be a higher power that can solve this, that can bring light to this. Because as much as advanced as our society is and as much technology as we have, we've been faced with things we haven't had the answers to. And so when you are faced with moments like today, we need to get on our knees and we need to pray. Amen. It's a scripture I want to read. In 2 Chronicles 7:14, it says, If my people who are called by not my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for just being such a good God. We thank you, Lord, even as we are in this season, Lord, that you are sovereign, that you're watching over us, that you've been protecting us. And Lord, for those who have lost lives in this year, Lord, we pray for those families. We pray for those families who has lost lives in this COVID-19. Those who have lost, lost lives in this, in this pandemic that's gone worldwide. But Lord, we also pray for those firefighters, Lord who just lost their lives, just serving, doing their act of duty, Lord, just trying to make sure that they can keep us safe. Lord, we pray for the families. We pray that you will comfort them, that you're bringing peace to their minds and their hearts as they process losing yet another life. But Lord, we pray today the reason why we gather for the injustice that has gone on in this country for far too long. We pray that you unite us, Lord. Let this not just be another moment and that we move forward and say, okay, we've done that. But let this be a moment that is stirred by the fire of God and we recognize that we need you, Lord. And what you stir in our hearts to, to repent and recognize we don't have all the answers, that we are wicked in our ways, that in our own righteousness, Lord, Father God, it is not good enough. But let us rely on the Lord, our, our God Almighty. Lord, we pray for George Floyd's family. We pray for Brianna Taylor's family. We pray for the many others who have lost their lives to brutality in this country, Lord. Lord, let it never be again that events like this happen where there's lynchings and there's people who are killed on TV for us to watch with our own eyes. And we have to explain to our sons and our daughters what is going on. Lord, we pray for change to happen, for change to happen now. Let us embrace the beauty of God's creation. Let us embrace the different colors. Let us embrace the different cultures. Let us embrace the different people groups that you have put here on this earth, Lord. We pray for peace in our march today, Lord. Be with us, Lord, as we go out as one unit, united, recognize that we need change. Lord, we know that we pray for wisdom for our political figures. Step into that system and break up this mess, Lord Father God, so we can get to truth. Lord, I pray that you'll just allow us to have peace and that you help us in these conversations as we go forward from here forward, Lord, and that we understand that you are a God who can bring change. In fact, you are the God who has brought change. And Lord, help us to recognize Jesus for who he is. Help us to recognize Adonai for who he is. Help us to recognize God. Help us to recognize that you are the power that we need in this season, Lord. So we thank you. 
And we pray for our safety as we travel to and from this event today. And Lord, bring us together. Bring us to a place, Lord, where we are able to now move forward in unity, Lord. And that's what we're praying for. And, and this in Christ's name I pray. Amen. From TIAA Bankfield, the group marched down Duval Street, turned left on A. Philip Randolph between the arena and the baseball grounds, and then right on Bay Street by Intuition and Maxwell House before arriving at the steps of the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. There, former Jaguars tight end and now officer Ernest Wilford spoke to the group assembled, followed by Jaguars running backs coach Terry Rubisky and wide receiver Chris Conley. Good up, Mr. Ernest Wilford. Thanks, MP. Um, I'm not going to say a whole lot at this moment in time. Just wanted you guys to know that you guys' voice is heard, and I will use my platform and everything in my will being to make sure that your message is transpired in our office. Um, at the moment, at this moment in time, if you believe in the cause here today, I will request you guys to take a knee for one minute. And now we'll have a few words by first Terry Robisky, followed by Mr. Chris Conley. I guess as the uh, the veteran the veteran on the staff, the older guy get to do this, but uh, just to touch a little bit on what Marcus talked about when Marcus spoke earlier, he spoke about his uh, his grandmother. So his grandmother was in a march and she got spit on a couple of times. I feel like I was in that march with her. I've been doing these for so long. Uh, I was in my first march, I think back in 1967, 1968, the first time we had a march. And I've been through about three or four NFL strikes since then. Uh, I've had a bunch of marches since then. A little bit of what Josh was speaking on is as Americans, uh, I think uh, March is a way we have to let our voice be heard. In all those places I've been, this is, uh, my, I think, my eighth NFL team I've been with. And I think the biggest thing for me was sitting, on the, sitting in a meeting on Tuesday and to hear the head coach, the head coach of the organization, step up and say, we're going to say something. I think as we all travel through life, we see... We see actors, we see actresses, we see athletes, we see people all the time as an individual make a statement. We see uh, some big name actors step out front and get arrested for what they believe in because they want to make a statement. We see LeBron James say things, we see Floyd Mayweather say things. This is the first time I can tell you guys in my lifetime I felt the organization. An organization said something. To have a head coach to step up with his family, to have a general manager to speak to all the players, black and white, and say, we're going to make a statement. I have never, in my 45 years in the NFL, I've never seen it. And then to have the owner to come out and release the article he released and the racism that he felt, and he still feels today, was unbelievable. To the city of Jacksonville, I'm gonna say we're here today as this group, all of Jacksonville be proud. 
you have something I promise to be proud of. Everybody walking out here today have a shirt on and it said Black Lives Matter. And it does, I, I swear to God. I'm black, my kids are black. I'll tell Josh, Josh, you may not see the results from this, but your grandkids will, your kids will, their kids will. We're marching today because a black man got killed. And it started with that. And I know these t-shirts read, Black Lives Matter. Life is all we got. Every life matter. I think Joe D know me well enough to know if he was in a building and he was burned down, I'd go get him. Todd Walsh don't know his life matters to me. I worry about him every day on that motorcycle he rides. Jordana, I love the people I love. Guys, all we got is each other. Stay together, stick together, stand for what you believe in and F the rest of it. Chris Conley. Thank you. I'm gonna try to keep this um, as short as I can. There is a wealth of, a welling up of emotions that have swept over me the past week. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna do my best to uh, keep things short, but I had to write it down because I didn't wanna get up here and just, just have all that emotion overflow. Um, but watching, watching the events that have happened with uh, Ahmaud Aubrey and starting with Ahmaud Aubrey, the video when it got released, uh, I sat in my house upstairs in my office and I just began to cry because I saw someone who looked like me, someone who looked like my brother, someone who looked like my friends get shot down and fall on the street like an animal. And that hurt me because I've seen it time and time again. And so I forgive me if I'm long-winded, but I'm gonna get through this. The events of the last few months have culminated and shook the nation. For many opening their eyes to something the marginalized have pointed out the whole time. What I and others know is that these atrocities have been foreshadowed. They have been allowed to manifest because of years of systemic indoctrination and oppression. I urge you today, brothers and sisters, to know this history. Study it, seek it, because through it, though it may make you uncomfortable, it will lead towards change. George Santayana said, those who cannot remember the past are doomed to repeat it. And the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said that we are not makers of history, we're made by it. We cannot allow comfortability of revisionist history to disarm our minds and weaken our convictions. A Confederate monument sits a couple blocks from here, praising the South's dark past. Our revisionist history would tell us that it's there to honor men fighting for states' rights. But true history would tell us that in the Cornerstone Addressed, Alexander Stevens said that our states are built on the fact that the Negro is inferior and slavery and subordination is his normal and natural state. That's true history. This monument sits a block from where the Axe Handle Saturday happened in Jacksonville. A block from it, reminding people in this city of what's happened to them. True history would remind people that not only 
Confederate sympathizers butchered black people in the streets, but police joined in too. Revisionist history is what allows us to believe that systemic racism isn't real or that racism isn't of itself is only isolated incidents, not instilled by government-backed segregation, not instilled by a history of bias in policing. Revisionist history is what allows people to say, yes, these things happen, but that was the past. Can't we just move on? Richard Rothstein said, let bygones be bygones isn't a legitimate wish if we wish to call ourselves a constitutional democracy. Protests like this one and peaceful protests across the country are fighting for our constitution. They're fighting for our democracy. So I plead that everyone out there would get out and they would demonstrate, they would do it peacefully. And to those people who are trying to detract from this movement, who are trying to add on and instill hate and riots, we won't let you hijack this moment. We won't let you do it. Fighting for inequality. Fighting inequality that allows 20% longer sentences on average for African-American men. Fighting inequality that allows black adolescents to be 18 times more likely to be charged as adults. Everybody look around at the kids here, man. A black adolescent is 18 times more likely to be charged and convicted as an adult. That's what we're fighting today. We're fighting inequality that would allow this league to marginalize and to leave players in 2016 when they stood up and said that there was a problem. That's what we're here to fight today. That's what you're all here for today. Today, we say no more. Today, we see a nation that can't await change, a city that won't sit still or be quiet. Today, I'm surrounded by brothers and sisters of every color who've rallied together to echo the cries of George Floyd, to echo the cries of Breonna Taylor, to echo the cries of Ahmaud Arbery and the countless others like them. Today we're encouraged. Today we're emboldened. Today we know that that change will come. Today I'm surrounded by you and I pray for you that you would abound in love and knowledge and deep insight like Philippians 1.9 says. This is a marathon and not a sprint. Every woman and child and man can sustain this for more than just a moment and make sure that this is a movement. Right now, I challenge all of you to learn this history, to learn our country's true history, not so that it makes you comfortable, but so that you can be empowered to go out and make true change, so that you can go out and as they say, you can beat them at the ballot so that you can weaponize the voters in this city to get people who will truly represent each and every one of us. Voters can do this right now. Movements like this can do this right now. I wanna say thank you. I wanna say thank you to my black brothers and sisters who are out here. I wanna say thank you to my white brothers and sisters who are out here. I wanna say thank you to every single child who is out here, younger person who is out here, because you're seeing an example of what the future can be. You're seeing an example of a future that's fighting for you. For you. Right now, I'm fighting for you. When I saw that video, I saw you. I saw you. I saw all you. Thank you to all of you. This is only the beginning. Don't let people rile you up. Don't let people tell you that you're not worth it. 
When they say black lives matter, they're saying black lives matter because they're hurt right now. We're not saying they matter more. And everyone here, I hope everyone here knows that. But let's show it. This is only the beginning here in Jacksonville. Let's make sure that we maintain this momentum so it's not a movement, and this is a movement. Thank you. From JSO, the crowd then marched the same route back to TIAA Bank Field and finished the rally with a message of unity from head coach Doug Marone. I also want to thank the officers that helped and assisted us today, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, in making it a safe walk for all of us. I also want to point out, you know, for the people that joined us, you know, as I was walking back, a gentleman comes up to me and I didn't recognize him. I didn't know where he's from, but he said he was able to see it on TV. He felt that it was important to him. He asked me for my shirt because he wanted to be part of it. And D-Whip is around here somewhere, right here. So he's part of it and gave him my shirt, and I think that shows how important it is. You know, just during this week, we've had a lot of discussions, you know, as far as with our football team and team meetings, you know, with players and coaches. You know, these meetings weren't about football. You know, this was something much bigger. You know, the problem that we have going around, the problem we're dealing with the social injustice to the black people in this country face, and what we can do to help. The one thing I realized early with my goal in these meetings, you know, has been to learn, listen, and to get a better understanding of the events that are happening. I told the players, as a white male in this country, I will never understand what it's like to be black or interracial or raise black children. But I will push myself every day to learn and to become more well-informed. And I thank the players for helping me. Watching the murder of Mr. Floyd created a lot of anger, frustration, and sadness. Wednesday night, I was able to take part in a demonstration in San Marco, but it also gave my wife, Helen, and I an opportunity to sit down with our children and talk to them and discuss it. And they felt strongly enough to go out and express themselves during that demonstration and I couldn't be more proud of them as a parent. And I was happy to see the Jacksonville community and the diversity with over 3,000 people strong in it. We have a lot left to do. There's a lot going on right now. And I think Chris said it best. You'll hear things like this is a moment. And I know that I've heard messages like that before where we have to seize the moment, but this is a movement. This is something that we are working on as a team with our players to make sure that we can sustain. We understand that during the season, there'll be a focus on football. We understand that we will be tired. Our bodies will be beat up. But we also realize and recognize the importance of making sure that we can sustain our message as a whole. Now we're not looking anywhere else from, except from within. And when we talk about to the people here 
whether it's our front office, up top, our owner, Shad Khan, has given us a great platform that we can all be heard. We need to take advantage of that. I've talked to this building many a times. You know, there's a lot of separation that goes on even within these walls that we need to come together. We need to have the same ideas. We need to throw things out there. We need to understand each other. And we need to have a voice that will make sustainable, dramatic change. I appreciate everyone being here today. Chris said it best, okay? This is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. We've got to keep fighting. We can't let people distract us, take us away, different ideas, different opinions. We've got to maintain our focus and stay on course. There's a lot that we are working on that we feel that we can make a difference. Those will be coming out in our conversations with the players first, the coaches, obviously with ownership and the rest of our organization. I can't tell you what this means to me. Again, I say it again. If you are a white person, I challenge you, please, if you think you understand, take a step back. Listen. Learn. Let's not make the same mistakes we've made. We need to stand together, white and black, to make this a movement work. Again, I appreciate everyone's time. Thank you for coming out. This is only the beginning. We have a long fight. That fight may last after the season, beyond years, to our next generations. But we as competitors know we have to take the competitiveness that we have as players, the competitiveness that I've seen in these great young men that we have, both black and white. And we need to take that competitiveness and put it into one. And of all the things that we need to do, that's the damn battle we need to win the battle against racism. Thank you very much. Full coverage available on the Jaguars website and Jaguars social media of the entire march today. Plenty more coming in the weeks ahead. Catch all the Jaguars news, video, and audio on the official team website, jaguars.com. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast Week in Review, presented by TIAA Bank. <laughs>